the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. You know, rest, it seems like a simple process, but why do so many people struggle with fatigue, insomnia, burnout? We talked about burnout yesterday, and I'm really privileged to have Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith with us again today. She's a board-certified internal medical physician for well over 20 years. She's a speaker, an author. Uh, She has the restquiz.com. She wants to help you to really recover your life, to renew your energy, to restore your sanity. She has a TEDx talk. She's been on Fox Fast Company. So, I mean, your resume goes on and on. But welcome again to the show. We're so honored to have you with us. Oh, my pleasure. It's just a joy. I want to, we, yeah, on the previous episode, we talked about the seven different types of rest that we actually need. And I thought what we might do during this show is just begin to unpack those one by one, uh, starting with the first one. Why don't we just go for it? Yeah, so I would probably start with physical. That's the one most of us are, are a little bit familiar with, with physical rest being divided up into two parts. You have the passive form of physical rest, which includes sleeping and napping, and then you have the active component, which includes those things that improve your body's circulation, your lymphatic drainage, your muscle flexibility and integrity. And so I think one of the things you have to be aware of when you're evaluating whether or not you have a physical rest deficit is how your body feels throughout the day. If you are someone who has a sedentary job or maybe you're working from home and you're at a desk most of the day, thinking about how your body feels as your day progresses, do you start noticing that your maybe your wrist starts getting tingly or your fingers go to mm-hmm. sleep or you start having neck or back pain or feet swelling? And, and be aware that a part of that could be uh, due to a rest deficit. It could be due to the body ergonomics of where you're doing your work and the toxicities of how your screens are positioned or how you're using your keyboard or or even how your chair hits your legs and causes any pressure that might be collapsing Mm -hmm. the veins underneath your your knees. And so, so many different parts of that that we sometimes don't even think about and we, we, as an internist, people will show up and say, why do I have these varicose veins? And, you know, and they're, they're wanting some, <laughs> some major medical reason as to why they have them. And sometimes it's as simple as you're 5'2", you're in a chair made for someone 5'5", five five. you spend eight hours in this chair with the back of the chair pushing up against your thighs, collapsing your veins, and it's a sign of a physical rest deficit. It's a sign that your body is having a response and getting fatigued because you're not allowing the circulation properly. Oh, I'm, so I'm sitting at, up straighter right now. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. I was going to say it's a sign of really just kind of making sure you're thinking about what are those simple adjustments you can make in your, in your workstation. Do you need to put a little stool under your chair to elevate your legs a little bit so mm-hmm. that you don't have the pressure? Maybe change the, the height of your monitors 
simple things. We're talking about restorative practices you can build into your, your routine. Probably even a, a keyboard, you know, something to prop up your keyboard to the right level that it's, you know, supposed to be looking at your screen all day. What about getting up and walking around? I mean, I, I just find we sit so much, don't we? We do. You know, that's the new smoking is what we call it in medicine. It used to be, tell everybody to stop smoking. But now everybody knows that. So most people have stopped smoking. Plus, they increase the price so much, few people can afford it. So that's no longer the issue. The issue now is sedentary lifestyles. And so getting up, moving, even not doing it when you're at work, but being aware that at the end of the day, you you know, you might not be able to do a 15-minute walk while you're at work, depending on how, how you work. But at the end of the day, maybe taking a 15-minute walk, not where you're trying to click off your Fitbit or your Garmin, but you're just trying to bring some restoration to your body. You're trying to improve those lymphatics and that circulation and get the blood flow pumping again so that you're not having some of those fatigue symptoms in your legs. So do you, I mean, is this is this proof for exercise as a form of physical rest? Yeah, exercise in in itself, as far as like if I'm going to go out and try to burn calories, that's not really physical rest. That's exercise in itself is a stressor to the body. So that's a form of work. Mm -hmm. That's still good. That's still needed. We all need avenues for physical activity for exercise, for the cardiovascular benefit, for the respiratory benefits. But what I'm talking about is really when you're walking for the sake of the restorative process. Okay. So you're not worried about how fast you're going. You're not worrying about how many calories you're burning. Your primary focus is simply to get the blood pumping again. And that's something that any of us can do, whether it's walking, whether it's doing some stretches, whether it's just some shoulder shrugs. It's restoring the circulation and the lymphatic drainage to these areas. Oh, I think that's so important. And, you know, sometimes we say, and at least I say this and I hear it all the time, I'm too tired to exercise. <laughs> so maybe if we follow these steps and we get some physical rest, we would gain enough energy to exercise. Have you found that to be true? What I find is that the more someone takes away that whole mentality that exercise is only the cardiovascular type of exercise, when, when, they, when, when all we think about is I'm, I'm going to walk because I need to make sure I burn, you know, get these 10,000 steps on my phone or whatever it is that you're clocking your steps with, when we, when we only look at it that way, if we can't reach that goal, then some of us are programmed to not even attempt. It's like, oh, there's no way I'm going to get 10,000 steps. Let mm-hmm. me not even bother or try. Yeah. Whereas if, if you take off some of those limitations, and you say, can you just move your body to help your body feel better? Hmm. People tend to be more willing to do that oh, because then good. you don't have a set amount of time you have to do it. There isn't a set activity that's the only correct one. You could stretch one day. You could use a foam roller the next. You could do a self-massage the next day. You might do a 10-minute walk the next. There's so many different ways that you can restore the circulation and the blood flow within your body that you never have to feel like you are boxed in to one way of doing it. That's so encouraging. So before we move to the second one, is there anything else we need to know about physical rest? Yeah. The only other thing I would say is just when you're thinking about sleeping and napping, the passive forms of it is to be aware that there are some things you can do to help yourself improve your sleep quality, including 
making sure the temperature of your room's not too hot, making sure that you don't have bright lights shining towards your face as you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will have their alarm clocks pointing towards them so they could see what time it is in the middle of the night. Unfortunately, the way the brain works is it's light dependent. So your circadian rhythm adjusts based on the light that comes to your eyes. Oh. And because the membrane over the eyes is so thin, sometimes even though you have your eyes closed, if you have a a night light or, or some type of clock that's pointing towards your face, there's enough light to actually keep you from going into deeper levels of mm-hmm. sleep. So something as simple as turning your clock to face away from you can be enough to start actually helping to improve your sleep. That's powerful. You know, we were looking at those room darkening uh, blinds, you know, or room darkening curtains recently. I thought we need to get those because sometimes I have to sleep with a sleep mask because our room is so light. But that mm-hmm. that's helpful to know that. Uh, so a dark, cool room, turn that alarm clock around. What What is this? We have about, I don't know, two and a half minutes left. What are, What's the second uh, on your list of the kind of rest that we all need? Well, another one that affects sleep that I'd like to mention would be mental rest because mm. sometimes when you try when you're exhausted but you get in the bed and, and you can't get your brain to turn off. Mm. Oh, so yes. Your brain's running and running and you're like, please just shut up so I can go to sleep. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of simple ways of, of improving that, one of which is what we call brain dumping and it's jotting down whatever that ruminating thought is that you have so that you take take that ownership of that thought off your brain and you put it onto something concrete like a notepad or a post-it note so the brain no longer feels responsible for holding on to that bit of information and that can be very helpful if you're someone who is even a worrier if you go to bed at night and you're not ruminating over your to-do list you're ruminating over your worrying thoughts write those things down that way you've released it in, in a way and you can still revisit whatever that is and pray about it the next morning but you don't have to try to hold it on in your thought processes while you're trying to go to sleep. You know, that I'm a pastor's wife, and I'm for me, it's prayer. I think, oh, I want to pray for this person and that person. And, and so I started a prayer bullet journal. And so I would have a page for each kid, for, you know, for my husband and um, all the people that I think about. And I'll just bullet real quick. You know, I want to pray about this, 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 this. And then somehow it does work. You can close it up and you feel like, okay, Lord, I am going to pray about those things, but maybe not right this moment. And so, oh, I love that idea. That's really powerful. Any other tips that we need to know to sleep deep and to sleep better? Yeah, with the mental rest aspect of it, one of the things that that can be very helpful is it's a technique that basically requires you to direct your thoughts towards those things that are going to help you relax. And so some people call it mindfulness, some people call it meditation, and you call it what you want, but the biblical principle of that is to think on those things that are lovely, that are noble, that Mm. that are going to further edify your soul rather than those things that are going to bring you down and make you stressed out. And so one way that I sometimes do this is I pick a a characteristic of God that I need to focus on rather than worrying. Oh, yeah. That helps me be able to direct my attention away from whatever the problem or the worry is back to who he is so that my focus stays on what it needs to stay on, the solution, 
rather than staying on the problem. Oh, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, this is so wonderful. You've helped us tremendously today. Go to IChooseMyBestLife.com to learn more or take the RestQuiz.com. Go to the RestQuiz.com. We appreciate your help today. It has been life-giving to us. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you have been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be. Simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.